I mean, I do take a lot of photos. That's something I, I, I learned from uh, folks here. Mm -hmm. I, I started off sort of doing photo walks here and I, uh, I got involved in the photo community and I met some amazing people mm -hmm. through that. In the last podcast, Botik Joshi talked about photographing Bay Bridge construction. This episode is part two. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this episode, Botik shares the story of another photographic journey he went on. Here's Botik. Another adventure that I had was uh, when I was, uh, she's back when I was working for Lucas as well. So a friend of mine, he uh, managed to, uh, so he got to know the folks at the Nike missile site that's just in the Marine Headlands, SF-88. That was another sort of very peculiar uh, photo adventure where he uh, managed to get us out there one evening. It was just us and the park service and a bunch of veterans who had worked there. Hmm. And we got to hang out with them one evening and we were basically taking photos of SF-88 at night. Oh, and nice. that was amazing because the fog rolled in right? and we were running around with flashlights illuminating it and what was fascinating was was just hearing about another aspect of San Francisco, right? right. The, the San Francisco that, you know, I've gotten to know and love is, you know, San Francisco after sort of the tech booms, after, mm -hmm. um, you, know, you know, after, like long after industrialization. Mm -hmm. And there, there's this, like, there's this industrial Dirty Harry version of San Francisco. Right. And that I never really got to know. You, you see little hints of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Sloma, you see little hints of it in Hunter's Point, but never really got to know it. Right. And so I hang out in the evening talking with his folks there, and the photos we got were amazing, but the the stories were even more so. Yeah. And it was just talking about how you know. If Sam only I had been there for with my microphone. Well, yeah, it was it was just talking with the folks there, learning about, uh, I guess San Francisco from another time. Right. Yeah, and San Francisco in the '60s and the '70s, and this this is how it existed when it was. During the Cold War, mm -hmm. and you know the, the state of alert that and people were in, AIDS and before Reagan, exactly, which both had yeah. tremendous impacts on absolutely. The city. Yeah. And you know, so you've got you know, and it was you know the, the, these folks who I guess kept the site running had this strong sense of history, right, and about wanting to preserve it and wanting to sort of keep it there so that we could learn from it in the future. That's wonderful. Which was fascinating. That's right up I my mean, alley. I mean, and so much so where that you know they'd. You know, it's a fully working site. Mm -hmm. And, you know, apart from fuel and, you know, actual nuclear warheads, well, everything kind of <laughs> still works. Uh, and um, we can look over that. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they scrounged on eBay for parts to get it all back up and running. And, you know, they, we, we, we went into like the some of the bunkers and stuff where and some of the control rooms, I guess they were really like kind of like cabins, really. And uh, where they had these old like mechanical computers. So, like, you know, on the front end, it looks like a computer, but you open the drawer and it's all cogs and stuff. It's amazing. Like mainframe? No, or? I mean, th this was for, like, calculating flight paths and trajectories. Oh, okay. So they had this, like, big display screen, but the thing that was driving it was all these old mechanical computers. Right. Uh, and, like, you know, nothing... Like tape computers? Yeah, tape computers, types? but literally, like, you know, you open it up and it's a drawer full of cogs. Oh my God. <laughs> right? It was just... That are doing math. Yeah, it was... And it was... <laughs> That's amazing. Super crazy. But, I mean, what was, I mean, uh, you know, uh, engineering weirdness aside, right? Right. Um, it, it was, like I said, it was, it, it, with the fog rolling in and the missiles kind of so lit up, dramatic. it's sort of like, it was almost like drifting back 50 years. Right. And being in that time and that place and just trying to imagine, you know, you're here on a foggy night, you're waiting for that call. 
Uh, and you know they, they they talked about how they had a cut. Like you know they you don't hear much about them, but they had a bunch of false alarms where they basically just That's got true. they got ready to like launch these missiles. And I, I guess the the, I, the 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 twist in the tale was that you know they they did the analysis much later on, mm-hmm. and they found out that these missile systems would actually have been hugely ineffective oh because God. both sides figured out. That, you know, they're all designed to basically stop a bomber coming through. Right. Right? And uh, both sides had figured out that the way to get around that was just fly a whole bunch of bombers that are spaced apart. Right. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, if, if, if you want to get all of them all at once, then the fallout from that is going to be so big that you're going to end up nuking your own city. It's right. just silly. Right? And... Um, you know, it well, we're was, all gonna sleep a little better tonight. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was, <laughs> but it was, it was this, it was this weird little sort of like you know twist in the towel there, mm-hmm. where it's sort of like th- there was this moment in time, but at the time people believed it, right? And I'm sure at the time everyone really genuinely thought that it was the best thing to do, right? But it was, like I said, it was like stepping back in the time and hearing the stories from it, and I, I, again, like you know, being in the Bay Area and being in San Francisco specifically gets you access to that sort of thing and for someone who has moved to san francisco from outside of the states all of this stuff to me was like hypothetical it was stuff that you saw in movies there wasn't any reality to it Mm -hmm. right it felt very distant and far away and to be in it now i mean I, i grew up around movies i grew around watching movies and my concept of the states was based on that Right and actually being close to some facets of it for real mm-hmm. is it, it's uh, I, I kind of I mean, it's it's really hard to describe but it's it's it is kind of an amazing experience yeah. because you sort of like you see it realized and it's kind of like oh actually yeah that that stuff is kind of real so and another uh, angle on that I think is San Francisco is still to this day known as like a peace and love very liberal town but it's got a very, I mean, it it was founded as, well, in some aspects, as a military outpost. Absolutely, and I think it's in it's it's right there in its bones and it's in its DNA. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's still there. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, it's also there, Fort Funston. Yeah, all abs- the batteries that are yeah. still there, and Fort Baker, and yeah, the Presidio. I mean, yeah. Fort, it goes on and on. I mean, Fort gosh, Point. I mean, when, when I was working up in the Presidio, I mean, that was a regular thing we did at lunchtime. We'd just go out and we'd just explore, and we'd mm-hmm. see like you know these little. I mean, it, it's weird to think about it, but like you know, you've got these old military artifacts that were there, and some of this stuff was like you know approaching fifty years old. Yep. Um, just in the Presidio, there's this uh, steel plates in the middle of this. Uh, I guess slightly off to the side area. Uh, it's it, it looks like a small little field, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's actually old one of the old nuclear bunkers. And a friend of mine uh, actually took a camera with a flashlight on it, and he lowered it down through the plates because I guess a truck had run over at some point, so there was enough space to wedge a camera in. Oh my god! And he took a photo of this underground flooded bunker, and it looked right. actually a lot like SF-88. You can see photos that Botek took of the Nike missile site at storiedsf.com slash episodes. And just a reminder, Botek will be screening an experimental film he made called 2001 Picasso Odyssey at the upcoming Another Hole in the Head event at SF Indie Fest. That'll be on November 7th at 7pm. For more info, go to sfindie.com. You can follow Storied San Francisco on Instagram and Twitter at storiedsf. You can also email me at storiedsf at gmail.com. 
If you're listening on iTunes, please rate the show and review it if you can. Joby Gale created the music for Story San Francisco. One more thing I wanted to share with you that I'm really excited about. Storied San Francisco photographer Michelle Kilfeather will be showing some photos as part of her series called Walking to Boozland at Emperor Norton's Boozland in the Tenderloin starting on November 1st. Thanks to Botic for sharing his stories, and thank you for listening. On next week's episode of Storied San Francisco, SF Chronicle journalist Peter Hartlob talks about his first big feature. We'll see you then.